0: CHAPTER 65 OF THE ONTARIO READERS' THIRD BOOK BY THE ONTARIO MINISTRY OF EDUCATION READ FOR LibriVox.org, THE BED OF PROCRUSTES A very tall and strong man, dressed in rich garments, came down to meet Theseus. On his arms were golden bracelets, and round his neck a collar of jewels, and he came forward, bowing courteously, and held out both his hands, and spoke, Welcome, fair youth, to these mountains. Happy I am to have met you. For what greater pleasure to a good man than to entertain strangers? But I see that you are weary. Come up to my castle and rest yourself a while. I give you thanks, said Theseus, but I am in haste to go up the valley. Alas, you have wandered far from the right way, and you cannot reach your journey's end to night, for there are many miles of mountain between you and it, and steep passes, and cliffs dangerous after nightfall. It is well for you that I met you, for my whole joy is to find strangers and to feast them at my castle, and hear tales from them of foreign lands. Come up with me, and eat the best of venison, and drink the rich red wine, and sleep upon my famous bed, of which all travellers say that they never saw the like. For whatsoever the stature of my guest, however tall or short, that bed fits him to a hair, and he sleeps on it as he never slept before. And he laid hold on Theseus's hands, and would not let him go. Theseus wished to go forwards, but he was ashamed to seem churlish to so hospitable a man, and he was curious to see that wondrous bed, and besides he was hungry and weary, yet he shrank from the man, he knew not why, though his voice was gentle, it was dry and husky like a toad's, and though his eyes were gentle, they were dull and cold like stones. But he consented, and went with the man up a glen which led from the road under the dark shadow of the cliffs. And as they went up, the glen grew narrower, and the cliffs higher and darker, and beneath them a torrent roared half seen between bare limestone crags, and around them was neither tree nor bush, while the snow-blast swept down the glen, cutting and chilling till a horror fell on Theseus as he looked round at that doleful place, and he said at last, "Your castle stands it seems in a dreary region, yes, but once within it, hospitality makes all things cheerful, but who are these and he looked back, and Theseus also and far below, along the road which they had left, came a string of laden asses, and merchants walking by them, watching their ware. "'Ah, poor souls!' said the stranger. "'Well for them that I looked back and saw them. And well for me, too, for I shall have the more guests at my feast. Wait a while, while I go down and call them, and we will eat and drink together the live-long night. Happy I am to whom heaven sends so many guests at once!' And he ran back down the hill, waving his hand and shouting to the merchants, while Theseus went slowly up the steep pass. But as he went up he met an aged man who had been gathering driftwood in the torrent bed. He had laid down his fagot in the road and was trying to lift it again to his shoulder. And when he saw Theseus he called to him and said, O oh, fair youth, help me up with my burden, for my limbs are stiff and weak with years. Then Theseus left the burden on his back, and the old man blessed him and then looked earnestly upon him and said, Who are you, fair youth, and wherefore travel you this doleful road? Who I am my parents know, but I travel this doleful road because I have been invited by a hospitable man, who promises to feast me and to make me sleep upon I know not what wondrous bed. Then the old man clapped his hands together and said, Know, fair youth, that you are going to torment and to death, for he who met you, I will requite your kindness by another, is a robber and a murderer of men. Whatsoever stranger he meets, he entices him hither to death. And as for this bed of which he speaks, truly it fits all comers, yet none ever rose alive off it save me.' "'Why?' asked Theseus, astonished. "'Because if a man be too tall for it, he lops his limbs till they be short enough, and if he be too short, he stretches his limbs till they be long enough. But me only he spared, seven weary years agone, for I alone, of all, fitted his bed exactly.' so he spared me and made me his slave. And once I was a wealthy merchant, and dwelt in a great city. But now I hew wood and draw water for him, the torment of all mortal men. Then Theseus said nothing, but he ground his teeth together. Escape then, said the old man, for he will have no pity on thy youth. But yesterday he brought up hither a young man and a maiden, and fitted them upon his bed. And the young man's hands and feet he cut off, but the maiden's limbs he stretched until she died, and so both perished miserably, but I am tired of weeping over the slain. And therefore he is called Pocrestes, the stretcher. Flee from him, yet whither will you flee? The cliffs are steep, and who can climb them? And there is no other road. But Theseus laid his hand upon the old man's mouth, and said, There is no need to flee, and he turned to go down the pass. Do not tell him that I have warned you, or he will kill me by some evil death. And the old man screamed after him down the glen, but Theseus strode on in his wrath. And he said to himself, This is an ill ruled land. When shall I have done ridding it of monsters? And as he spoke, Procrustes came up the hill, and all the merchants with him, smiling and talking gaily. And when he saw Theseus, he cried, Ah, fair young guest, have I kept you too long waiting? But Theseus answered, The man who stretches his guests upon a bed and hews off their hands and feet, what shall be done to him? when right is done throughout the land. Then Procrustes' countenance changed, and his cheeks grew as green as a lizard, and he felt for his sword in haste, but Theseus leapt on him and cried, Is this true, my host, or is it false? And he clasped Procrustes' round waist and elbow, so that he could not draw his sword. Is this true, my host, or is it false? But Procrustes answered never a word. Then Theseus flung him from him, and lifted up his dreadful club, and before Procrustes could strike him, he had struck and felled him to the ground. And once again he struck him, and his evil soul fled forth, squeaking like a bat into the darkness of a cave. Then Theseus stripped him of his gold ornaments, and went up to his house, and found there great wealth and treasure, which he had stolen from the passers-by. And he called the people of the country, whom Procrustes had spoiled a long time, and divided the spoil among them, and went down the mountains and away. Kingsley, the Heroes. Adapted. End of section sixty five. This recording is in the public domain.